Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I got new Wi-Fi. Do you need to read any of your articles first? Hold on one second. Oh, I stole yours. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Hey there, and welcome to another Something Offbeat Minnesota. I'm Chris. And I'm Lauren. To kick things off today, we want to debut something new. A nickname for our fans that we came up with. It's Off Besties. I love it. I think it's very cute, but I'm also going to suggest one alternative um, that is off beatniks. Listeners can let us know what they like best. Pretty sure off besties is going to win, but I thought I'd give them an option. And I'm also going to suggest a new name for these little episodes you and I do, Chris. Off bites. What do you think? I like that one. And you hadn't shared off beatniks with me yet either. Yeah, I wanted it. I wanted it to be a surprising offbite episode today. What do you think about offbeatniks? Kind of fun, kind of groovy. I, I like offbeatniks. I also like offbites. I think that's much better than Minnesota, and it makes a little more sense. I agree. So from now on, you heard it here, guys. We're offbites. We're the off bestie, offbeatniks making offbites for you. Sounds like the merch needs to come next. Exactly. Whoever wants to fund that. Contact us, please. We want to hear story ideas from you. We also apparently want money for merchandise. So if you hear something you like, please reach out. Or if you have any story ideas you want to hear us dig into, let us know. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Chris C. Blake. And our host, Mike Rogers, is at KRLD Mike Rogers. And I'm at Lauren Barry 91 You can also email us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey.com. Well, let's get into our first story today. And... It is sports related, so I am going to read it. Fantastic. Thank you. It's a week and a half old now, but I still think it's an interesting story. It has to do with Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, whose helmet shattered in an AFC playoff game against the Miami Dolphins. The manufacturer of the helmet says that the piece of equipment did its job during a head-to-head impact in unprecedented cold temperatures. If you're following or if you remember, that was on January 13th when it was, I believe the wind chill was like negative 30 in Kansas City that day with the temperature of minus four. So it was the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Aside from the safety with the helmet, was it safe for them to be out in those temperatures? Who knows? But the helmet apparently did its job when Mahomes was scrambling toward the end zone in the second half of the Chiefs win. He was hit by a dolphin safety. Their helmets clashed And likely because of extreme cold, a fist-sized chunk went flying from Mahomes' helmet just above the face mask covering his left eye. Well, Lauren, this might be the most Kansas City Chiefs talk that we've had on this podcast that does not involve a certain pop star. This is true. I know very little about the team. I uh, apologize. I'm actually, I took a break from writing a story about Kansas City to do this off-bite recording. So I guess... Kansas City is just like on the brain today. 
Yeah, I can't say I know too much about the team other than, uh, of course, Travis Kelsey, as you were mentioning, and Taylor Swift. But I do know about cold weather. You do. How that weekend, that was MLK weekend. How cold was it in Chicago that weekend? It was pretty cold. So I was, uh, I have my annual like week off of work. The other people on my team all have kids. I don't. So I, t- I take mine a little bit like after the holidays uh, so they can spend time with their families. And so I was like planning on doing a bunch of stuff, like trying out new restaurants, going to a spa, doing all this stuff that week. And then it was so cold. I didn't even want to start my car. I didn't want to go out of my apartment. So I just, you know, ordered some deep dish and hung out at home instead of doing any of the things that I planned on doing. So it was cold in the Midwest. That doesn't sound like the worst way to spend a week, just eating deep dish and hanging out. You know what? It was pretty spectacular. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty great. (laughs) I, I was a little surprised that Taylor Swift went to the game in that cold weather because I remember seeing on TV that she was there that night. She's from Pennsylvania, though. I feel she seems like a cold weather girl. She's like very, I feel like her branding is very autumn centric, like, you know, sweaters and leaves and stuff. But I feel like she's from Pennsylvania. She can handle the cold. I'm not that surprised. That's true. She She's more of a cold weather city person than like a beach southern person with the whole New York persona and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Rhode Island. She likes a cold weather climate. I feel like she doesn't seem like she doesn't strike me as an L.A. girl, you know, or even like a Nashville girl like Miley Cyrus. She just had to go there for a few years to get off the ground. Exactly. Exactly. Our next story is about a man who tried to sell what he claimed was a walking stick used by the late Queen Elizabeth II. He was sentenced for defrauding eBay buyers. Uh, His name is Drew Marshall. He's 26 from Hampshire, southern England. And he actually claimed that he was a senior footman at Windsor Castle and that the proceeds from the sale of the antler walking stick, is what he called it, were going to go to cancer research. Um, Someone actually paid almost $700 for this, or they were going to pay almost $700, but he canceled it um, after he learned that police were looking into things. Um, He was found guilty and then sentenced to a 12-month community order is what the Associated Press said. That sounds very British. I'm not exactly sure what that translates to penalty-wise in U.S. talk. So yeah, this is an interesting story. I am not big on buying stuff on eBay. I've just in recent years become kind of an Amazon shopper. I used to love shopping for stuff in person, but this is a concern I always have when I'm online shopping. Like, is it going to be a real thing or am I going to get some fake stuff? Or like I I saw something the other day, a woman ordered a couch on Timu and it became, it was like a little tiny child couch. <laughs> you're like more into sports and stuff like that. And I'm looking at eBay right now. There's a lot of sports collectibles and stuff. Have you bought stuff on eBay? Do you have concerns about it being real? I do not buy sports memorabilia on eBay, mainly because I'm not like a huge memorabilia person. Most of the sports stuff I have is something I've collected along the way work-wise, whether it's, you know, working for a team or something along those lines. But I do think the tiny version of an item is kind of funny but also probably still illegal i i agree i it might be like you have to read the fine print maybe they have the dimensions listed i remember when i was buying my my mattress i was like concerned about that amazon has like a thing where they you can like see how it's going to be in your room 
Now, another question I have about this. Are you a big enough fan of anybody that you would like want one of their personal items? Like I, I'm a fan of a lot of people, but I don't really like want to be touching their stuff. Like that's their stuff. It wouldn't make me want to spend a lot of money on it. I don't think so. Now I'm trying to think like I do have some autograph sports things, but they're mostly gifts. It's not anything I've ever gone out of my way to go get. Like I have an autograph book by Ronan Farrow that I am a fan of, but it's not like because he touched it. I'm happy that I have it. It was also a gift. But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it seems a little extra to me. The one thing I did think of when I read this was I heard a story the other day that on Facebook Marketplace, people were listing items. And then when people would ask a question in the comments, say, hey, DM me for details or DM me for the price. And then once they got enough people to do that, they would shut off the comments and collect money from multiple people in DMs, but no one could comment on the post saying, don't listen to this person because the comments were off. Ooh, that's tricky. I've also, I've heard people get great deals on Facebook Marketplace, but I, again, am like, do I really want to go to this person's house and pick it up? I don't know. If you're ever going to do it, you need to meet in a very public place and you need to bring a second person (laughs) with you. Totally. I agree. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Lauren, our next story seems to follow a trend that we can't get away from on something offbeat, and that is naked people in public. A man, oh, yeah. a man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama in early January, stripped down to his birthday suit, and plunged into the giant aquarium inside the store, according to local police. This story was reported by the Associated Press. It happened in front of shocked shoppers in the city of Leeds, just outside of Birmingham. The man who did it was 42. He did a cannonball into the aquarium and then stood underneath a waterfall where he left the water to yell at two officers before diving back into the aquarium. To me, this is very similar to the episode that you produced on the naked man on casino tables in Las Vegas. It does definitely uh, have some similar elements. That man actually got into a fight and hurt an amputee. Great episode if you guys haven't listened to it. Yeah, this I did you see the video of this? That's how I oh my gosh, Chris, you have to did I save it? I'll I'll have to send it to you. So (laughs) there is a video of this happening. And it um I have to say it kind of looks fun. Also, people were making fun of this man's body, which is not nice. But he did he did put it out there for people to look at. That is true. This is kind of embarrassing for me to admit. I wouldn't jump into this public pool naked or anything. But like it does look kind of fun that they have like a giant tank there at Bass Pro Shops. I've never been to a Bass Pro Shops before. I'm not really familiar with this type of store layout, but I think it's like more common than I thought. Have you been to a Bass Pro Shops or like a 
a sporting goods store that has a big waterfall in the middle of it? I have not been to a Bass Pro Shop. I don't think I've been to a sporting goods store with a waterfall. I've been to like some hotel conference centers that some of those yeah. have like a big water feature in the middle of them. Same, yeah. It may come as a shock to you, but I'm not the most outdoorsy person. Again, because since we're both very nervous, not super shocking to me. Although you like, you you, you sport, you soccer, you know, that's outside. I know about um, sports. I don't participate in a lot of them. Gotcha. Yeah, same. And I'm not, I was like in a group where we went camping when I was a kid, but it was like very city people go camping and we would often like just be in cabins, not in tents or anything. So I'm not, not outdoorsy either. Um, very unfamiliar with Bass Pro Shops. So I was kind of looking at some of these other stores. Like I think maybe Cabela's has features like this or something like that. And that's a, that's a whole interesting culture there with those stores that I didn't, I didn't know about, didn't realize. When I was a kid, Galleons, did you ever have any of those in, in Texas? I think it's Dick's Sporting Goods now. They used to have like a big rock wall thing. Like that's a fun thing, but... We used to have a chain here called Oshman's. I think that also might have gotten absorbed by Dick's at some point along the way. And while you were discussing the story, I was able to find the video. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in. I I recommend that everybody watch it. It's a fun, it's a fun watch. I do appreciate the second dive where he swims back to the ledge, speaks to the police officers, and then turns around and jumps back into the water. Same. The other two things I find funny are him just hanging out in front of the clear glass mirror, fully it's, nude with his arms propped up on the top of absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's bold. It's very it's, bold. And, and the dismount is extremely hard. It is. And he, he doesn't, I wouldn't have expected him to be able to pull it off, but you know, credit where it's due. Yeah. He hits the floor very hard. Um. So yeah. I produced the episode about the naked guy on the casino table. You produced an episode about people who proudly like to do things nude. But the expert that we had on, I think he would agree that you have to do stuff that's legal if you want to do it nude. You know, people like to ride their bikes nude. Or do it in a place where it's accepted. Like the way we got into the story was for a naked bowling event, but... It was a group of nudists who specifically went to the bowling alley and asked to rent it out for a certain number of hours to hold their get together. So, yeah, don't do it uh, in public where people do not want to see that, where there might be children around. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure people consent, you know, again. And I also so like maybe listeners can answer this to me. Is anybody supposed to go into that pool at Bass Pro Shops or is that like dirty water? I think it's like a fish tank. Oh my God. Because they sell a lot of outdoor gear. So it's. Oh yeah. They might have like tackle or like little fish or something. Okay. That's terrible. Okay. So the last story that we're going to do is one that I've been writing about um, last week and this week. um, And some people on my team as well. I'm sure that you've heard about it. There was a. Boeing plane, uh, Alaska Airlines plane um, made by Boeing, uh, and people were on this flight. It was mid-flight and the door and, you know, I've been seated next to this door on a plane before and I'm sure you've seen it. There's just like a random door in the wall and you're like, why is that there? Well, the door flew off 
in the middle of the flight. Super scary, super intense. Um, the FAA said it is it should never happen again. That they're investigating. That Boeing has to investigate. Um, and now that there's a whole lot of news stories about how they're looking into why the door came off. There's also other issues with Boeing. The nose fell off a Boeing plane the other day. They have done an investigation that found that they there's a bunch of loose screws on these planes. I'm not afraid of flying, really, even though I'm a very nervous person. Um, I like airports. I don't mind planes. But this is scary information. Um, and it's it seems like I've never heard about it before. But then this week, I'm like, oh, my God, there are all these issues with these really common planes. It freaked me out a little bit. I always wondered when I would be seated next to the little door. I'm like, could that just open? Could I accidentally open it? And I'd be like, no, it wouldn't be there if you could accidentally open it. I'm sure it's so safe. And I guess I'm wrong. How did you feel about this, Chris? It would be very scary. I don't usually get to sit in the exit row because I don't really want to pay $50 just to change my seat. But my mind immediately went to an SNL sketch that they did this past weekend, specifically about Alaska Airlines. I know this has been happening on Boeing jets for other airlines as well, but they decided to make one of their fake commercials about Alaska Airlines that I thought was pretty funny. Some of the punchlines in it were on other airlines, you can watch movies, but on Alaska, you're in the movie. And <laughs> that's pretty good. And another one in which longtime cast member Keenan Thompson is a flight attendant pointing out emergency exits, saying they're there and in 10 minutes, probably there. And to reference your bolt tightening, the host had the line, you know, those bolts that like hold the planes together, we're going to go ahead and tighten some of those. So it was all in all a funny sketch. The, the, the tagline at the very end was Alaska Airlines still better than Spirit. You know what? Possibly. I don't know if I've ever flown Spirit. I've, I've had friends call me distraught over their Spirit Airlines mishaps, though. I guess if you're going to fly spirit though, you kind of, you yeah, kind of know, you know. ahead, you know, ahead of time that it might not be the best, but it's a cheaper way to get from A to B. That's true. I don't want to poop on spirit since the real culprit here right now is Boeing. Guys, are you okay? There's only two like major commercial plane manufacturers in the world. One of them cannot be falling apart. Yeah. And like, how long has it been going on? Like, is it pandemic thing like did they lose staff during the pandemic and they're just like factories are stressed out or something i don't know it seems it's alarming it was a big story here in the dallas area a couple of years ago i don't want to try to say the name of the plane because i can't remember it exactly but they had just come out with a larger passenger jet that was having i believe it was issues with the automated takeoff and landing mm -hmm. systems and that yeah. was a big story here because we have Southwest and American Airlines both based here. So any airline stories in the DFW area are usually fairly big news. Uh, and those had to be all, I don't want to say recalled, but taken out of circulation for a certain amount of time while they fixed the issue. So, and that was more computer based, I think, than structural. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think I'm going to be going on a flight soon. Going to have to... <laughs> Gonna have to address my feelings about this a little bit first, or maybe just make sure it's Airbus. What's is that the other one? Yes. And I, I don't know. It's just it seems offbeat to me, just because it was always 
like a thing I, I thought couldn't happen. I thought that door could not open. I was convinced. Those are all the stories that we've got for you today. Thanks for taking an off bite with us. Does that work? Yeah, I think it sounds cute. What do you think? Good enough. Okay, great. Great. Uh, and, and make sure to check out your podcast feeds on Monday to see if fun highway message signs can really be taken away from us. I hope they're not, but I think we're not going to like the answer that we find. Oh, no. Uh, well, you guys are just going to have to listen to see what we mean by all that. See you next week. You can also say see you next week, if that works. Talk to y'all next week. Beautiful. Perfect. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.